0: You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be a hundred percent. I went into the matrix last weekend or this past weekend for an hour and a half. You know, of yeah. course you have to. Everybody has to. But if you're seventy five, eighty, ninety percent out of the matrix, that's good enough. That, that's you just what. Have to I, get yeah. For people
1: doing it, well, that's the that's what people should focus on instead of getting hung up on electing people and you're going to change the system and we need a revolution. The revolution is waking up one of your friends and getting one of your friends to wake up one of their friends and it's the beginning of starting to remove this going, you know what? Okay, I see the Amazon Ring cameras. I I got sold into the perceived convenience of being able to check my driveway while I'm at work. But you know what? I lived without an Amazon Ring camera for 40 years. I don't need an Amazon Ring camera cuz what it's really doing, it's spying on you, your family and everyone else who comes in and out of your driveway. That's what it's actually doing. So the it's ring like, hey, cameras the for your own prison at home. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think if you could start to get rid of these things, that's, that's a the major prison guard, step. The ring
0: camera.
1: <laughs> right. The, the revolution is actually starting to remove the unnecessary technology from your life. That's the actual revolution. Uh, Look, somebody asked me the other them.
0: day, I was talking about all this stuff. Somebody asked me, how do you have time to read all this stuff? And well, first of all, my kids are grown, so I don't have that, right? But I turned off the news a long time ago, years ago. I stopped paying a politician so to pay attention to anything in DC, like literally nothing uh i might read a document like the biden administration did an eo uh executive order on uh 30 by 30 which we're we're going to connect all those dots to. but anyways i stopped paying attention to that i don't watch regular tv somebody asked me this yesterday are there any nfl games on i I, i'm like i don't know i don't watch it (laughs) i don't have a clue Who's playing? I I couldn't tell you, man. I I don't have a clue. Now, I I played soccer. I still watch, uh, you know, English soccer. But I go down to the local English pub to Rob's place so I can patron him and watch the game that I want to watch because he's got it streamed, right? Mm -hmm. I don't watch TV. I'll watch some documentaries. uh, But that frees up a lot of time. A lot of time. You have no idea until you do it. You literally think you're only watching an hour a day or whatever, but you, you're you always on your phone. You're always looking up articles in, in that world. And when you stop doing it, you have a lot of time. Definitely,
1: definitely. And if you stop messing around on uh, Facebook and other unnecessary things, that's why even for yep. me. I left for, Twitter. I was only there yeah. like seven months. For me, for years, whether it was the uh, this political stuff or the corporate comedy I was in, I only used social media as marketing tools. So we, even yeah. when I was in the corporate comedy world, uh, a lot of the comedians I had, they were making their money doing events uh, for corporations. And they would say, oh, I want to build a big YouTube. I said, well, go do that on your own. Because... The companies aren't looking for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. If you want some account that be for your ego, then go build that on your own time. That's not part of like the services that I'm offering you because we're not yeah. selling ticketed events. So if if you get off of that stuff and then you see people all the time, generally people over forty five. You see them at the restaurant and you go look at their phone. They are sitting there scrolling through their Facebook timeline, looking at. What their friend is doing, their uncle, some person they've never seen before, some fake propaganda out of Ukraine, Russia war situation. Like you're like that person. Literally, I watch him for 25 minutes, and they probably do that 10 times a day. That's six hours parents, out of their
0: day. Yeah, my dad has Fox News on all the time. That's my. I, I dad. can't tell you how many times I've told him you could get Jesus elected and nothing would change. <laughs> Why are well. you watching this? And he just looks at me. He doesn't have an answer to that, by the way. <laughs> he there's no comeback because <laughs> yeah. he knows it's right, it's true, but he still watches this crap. And, and my mother's it. sitting in the in the chair next to him on her on her iPad, and she's scrolling through, like you said, Facebook. <laughs> and the other day, last time I was up there, I, uh, I there was a picture of like a, a group of people, and I said, "Who's that?" She goes, "I don't know. It's just Facebook." And I'm like, "Then why are you watching it?" <laughs> <laughs> like why are you looking at this? And then <laughs> why are you?
1: and the and the crazy Total strangers? Is, well it's like it's like Maria Albanese texted the other day. She said to me, uh the the more uh technology we have the less freedom we have, and and then in in the, my review of Industrial Society Its Future, that's ninety five paper yesterday, I was talking about Maria, and then I end up on this section, and that's what it was all about. Was about the more technology that's introduced, the more freedom that you're losing. You just don't realize that that's what's happening. And I've said to people from the beginning, it's always about selling you perceived convenience. You know, it's convenience, yep. it's convenience. Well, convenience is you're selling out your human autonomy. Um, it's just like with you. I mean, you, you, with all the printed books you have, you know, short of a fire, um, you know, you have all the printed books, but when you buy the books, I don't buy digital books because um i I, like years ago when the ipad first came out i was like oh that's cool then i started saying well what happens if the cloud goes down or what happens if my ipad breaks and i don't have two grand to buy a new one i'm not gonna be able to read these books anymore uh then on top of it if i want to lend it to somebody i can't even do that i can't lend them a copy of my book because i don't actually have it i just have a digital copy inside my inside my uh, tablet you know it's it's crazy
0: uh, yeah, My arts. daughter was looking at all these books that I bought over the last few years. And, uh, and this is coming from somebody who, you know, I'll admit it. I was a math guy. I hated reading. I mean, I did reading for like financial planning and the the business that I was in, but I hated just reading, reading. Right. Mm. Uh, I did. I didn't enjoy it. Now I, I, I thrive on it. Cause it's almost like I have this insatiable desire to absorb and learn Mm materials so i i actually enjoy it it does help my business also but i'm learning stuff my daughter's looking at all these books she's like she's like why do you have all these books (laughs) and she knows i don't read like fiction novel crap and i said well a i I do plan to read them all and get to them and learn but (laughs) you know b is that they're to pass down to you so that you can have them and learn and read them yourself and educate yourself it'll always be in the family if they if they ban these books at some point we have them
1: yeah exactly and the other thing is that they decide they don't want to use them for that purpose you know when you're gone 25 30 years from now at least your family will have uh, a pretty large amount of toilet paper
0: so <laughs> right or kindling, or kindling,
1: starter, starter kindling. Firewood. exactly so, yeah. <laughs> exactly so i mean it's multi-purpose that's what you got to tell her you know 20 yeah. years from now we might not have toilet paper anymore um, all right, so we're going to go jump over to this Bank for International Settlements Green Swan document that we've been working yeah. on the last couple of shows.
0: You want to get into it? Uh, I think I want to just pause that there, and let's jump into the rightful science. Folks, we're going to switch it up because right. this stuff in these two books is so good. Uh, I think we're going to throw you a curveball, and we're going to drop, I don't know, 50 pianos on the whole narrative
1: all right so up on the screen we have this book this is now this was the second book that you started uh first the first one okay this is the rightful place of science disasters and climate change roger hold on folks i'm going to zoom in here for the video
0: uh he he's a he's a professor we i mentioned something about this book before i held it up before and this is the the scientist that we talked about on two shows ago I think or one, I don't know the last episode that uh, he believes in climate change. You know, I read all those questions and he's like yes, 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 it exists. It just doesn't cause the the disaster damage is not caused by human-driven climate change. Like it's just it's more about people moving to the path of the hurricanes or whatever, right? That's okay. this, that's this book. So we're going to read Uh, i I told you i told the audience that um in this book he referenced the science about how uh, extreme heat um tropical cyclones which is hurricanes floods tornadoes drought none of that is caused by human related climate change and the data backs it up i mentioned that on the show well this is the this is the chapter it's chapter five and everything in here as as i have underlined perfectly coincides with the findings of the IPCC.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: go ahead and flip the page and zoom in. So I could read that, uh, top part. If you could move it.
1: Let me see. Hold on one second. Cause I'm trying to see if I can move this around the way that this works. Would you, would you be able to open your copy and,
0: uh, yeah. yeah read I'll for the book it. And, okay. and
1: I'll keep this up I'll on just the read screen for
0: the audience. Okay. I'll just read it. So, um, so the top portion there, it's, it's a Dutch researcher, Laurens Bauer, wrote a review paper summarizing much of the literature on disaster losses and climate change available at the time. This was 2011. That review paper concluded, quote, the analysis of 22 disaster loss studies shows that economic losses from various weather-related natural hazards, such as storms, tropical cyclones, floods, and small-scale weather events, such as wildfires and hailstorms, have increased around the globe. The studies show no trends in losses correlated for changes in population and capital at risk that could be attributed to anthropogenic, which is human, climate change. Anthropogenic is, uh, it means, I looked it up, it means human-caused. Therefore, it can be concluded that anthropogenic, human-caused climate change so far has not had a significant impact on losses from natural disasters that's 22 studies folks
1: hey and Jim just a quick question for you because you see this come up obviously the last 30 years with the climate change hoax so when they talk about human caused climate change they're not just talking about uh, gases emitted from like a human being physical body they're talking about all of the industrial industrial, technological in the industrial CO2
0: right, right. Right. right okay go ahead and scroll to the next next one We don't need to read the bottom of that. Okay. Um,
1: This is page uh, 57 that we have up here.
0: Yeah, so at the bottom there, I don't have it highlighted, but it says, uh, with respect to attribution, the IPC surveys a large number of modeling studies which try to disentangle human forcing of the climate system from ongoing climate variability. The AR5, which is an IPCC report, concludes from this research Quote, New results suggest more clearly the role of human-caused forcing on temperature extremes compared to the results of the time of the CREX assessment. We assess that it's very likely that human influence has contributed to the observed changes in the frequency and intensity of daily temperature extremes on the global scale since the mid-20th century. Well, that means 1950. Okay, mm. So they're not going back far enough. We've proved that in a couple of uh, documents so far. All right, uh, we can skip that page. All right. All right, page uh, 59. An extreme precipitation and flooding, are extreme precipitation and flooding, the same thing. A common confusion is that an increase in extreme precipitation necessarily implies or is indirectly associated with an increase in flooding. This is incorrect. <laughs> Keep going. Next page. Tropical cyclones. Okay. A 2014 paper, in a 2014 paper, we found that U.S. hurricanes are responsible for almost 70% of the overall increase in disaster losses since 1980. Okay. Well, when you go to the next page, we have normalized U.S. hurricane damage 1900 to 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the graph if you want to zoom in a little bit. That's the graph. Okay. Okay. On the next page, you've got 4.2. That is the graph of U.S. hurricane landfalls, 1900 to 2017. Okay. The paragraph mm-hmm. above it, it says a far more sophisticated check is to compute compare trends and in the incidence of hurricanes with trends in damage. Because counts of hurricanes and measures of their strength are independent of damage estimates. They can serve as a basis for evaluating the appropriateness of our adjustments. Logically, we would expect that trends in normalized damage and trends in hurricane incidents would go up in the same directions. It turns out that they do match up almost perfectly. (laughs) Below the graph, it says the graph above, meaning this 4.2 that's on the figure, shows... The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's, NOAA, count of U.S. hurricane landfalls from 1900 to 2017. It shows no evidence indicating that hurricane landfalls have increased since 1900. A (laughs) finding that holds if one starts the analysis in 1851, when NOAA's data set begins, or 1950. (laughs) There is an upward trend if the count is arbitrarily started in 1970. That, all right, yeah, you're on the next page. So if they start the data in 1970, you'll see, see an increase. But if you go back further, no, you don't. Uh, reading a little further, the graph below shows the U.S. landfall intensity data. So not just the number of landfalls, but the, the Category 3 and up. From 1900 to 2017, there is no upward trend since 1900 consistent with the trends in normalized losses. There is simply no upwards trend in the data since 1950. But there is if you start in 1970. Below the graph, it says the data show that hurricanes have not increased in in the U.S. in frequency, intensity, or normalized damage since 1900.
1: Yeah, and you know what's terrible about all this? It goes to show you the liars, the grifters, the scammers and the schemers have a much easier job than the people trying to tell the truth. Because for you to boil this down, to have a 10-minute conversation with some kid who was indoctrinated at college and listens to NPR and try to explain the truth to him, it takes a while because it's actually based on real science. (laughs) But when you're using fake science and propaganda, it's very easy to just lie to people over and over until they accept the lie. Now trying to deprogram when I'm with the truth is very, very difficult.
0: (laughs) Right. And so all we hear out of the IPCC is that storms have increased in frequency and intensity. That's all we hear out of them, right, out of the UN. But these are the IPCC's own words coming up next, folks. In their SREX report, they said, quote, there is a low confidence in any observed long-term, i.e. 40 years or more, increases in tropical cyclone activity i.e. intensity frequency duration after accounting for past changes in observing capabilities quote the ipcc ar-5 reaffirmed this quote current data sets indicate no significant observed trends in global tropical cyclone frequency over the past century in summary this assessment does not revise the srex conclusion of low confidence that any report reported long-term Increases in tropical cyclone activity are robust after accounting for past changes and observing capabilities. They go on to say the IPC agree, IPCC agrees with respect to observed damage. Most studies-related uh, increase increases found in normalized hurricane losses in the U.S. since the 1970s, okay, which we already <clears> know, <throat> to the natural variability observed since that time. Uh, Bauer and Botson demonstrated that other normalized records of total economic and insured losses for the same series of hurricanes exhibit no significant trend in losses since 1900.
1: Now, Jim, let me ask you this. Who is his audience? Like, um,
0: who was this book written for? Um, I, I don't remember. I did read it. But this is the guy that testified in front of Congress, congressional committees, multiple times.
1: But, I mean, do you think this is written for... Hopefully, other scientists uh, to read. It, it
0: says it in the beginning of the book. I, I don't remember. Mm. It's probably other scientists, but anyways, Figure four point four: Global tropical cyclone landfalls. As you can see, folks, there's uh, there's no trend. There's no hockey stick chart here, like Al Gore wants you to believe. So in 2012, I, the author, was part of a research project that looked at trends in the number of tropical cyclones that made landfalls around the world. We found that there have been no significant trends up or down in global tropical cyclone landfalls since 1970. <laughs> uh, or in the overall number of tropical cyclones. The graph above shows the data, which is the one we just looked at. The collaborator, Our collaborator, Ryan maui uh has analyzed data on tropical uh total tropical cyclone activity worldwide since 1970 that data can be seen below uh no page 66 you're on the wrong page
1: 66 all right hold on now some of these uh the way it...
0: there we Yeah, go. that one yep 4.5 total count of tropical cyclones and tropical storm and hurricane strength strength 1970 to 2017 it's folks for, for those that you don't have they're just audio, it's a band. It's just sideways. Just like all these other charts, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, but overall trend is slightly down or flat, nothing up. So they quote below the data, the chart it says, there is simply little evidence to support claims that tropical cyclones or hurricanes have become more common or intense on climate timescales. A conclusion that is strongest for landfalling storms. It is thus no surprise that normalized loss studies have also failed to find increasing trends. Wow. The bottom line on tropical cyclones, there is no evidence to suggest that hurricanes have become more common, intense, or costly for any reason other than more people and their property are in the locations vulnerable to their impacts. Wow, that's interesting. That's piano number one on hurricanes. Number two on floods. Uh, In summary, the IPCC-AR5 concludes, quote, in summary, there continues to be a lack of evidence and thus low confidence regarding the sign of trend uh, in the magnitude and or frequency of floods on a global scale. Now, isn't that interesting? Because every time it rains really hard in California, what's all over the news? Climate change. (laughs) Floods. Oh, no. Floods. (laughs) It's It's climate change related. Lies. Outright lies. Well, the
1: other the other thing too, Jim, is what the hell? I mean, how are we to know when all of a sudden they claim that it's raining so much and there's floods and stuff? How are we to know they're not cloud seeding? Since we know that cloud seed how, how do we know that that's not created? Right. I mean, I mean, that's what I ask myself. I mean, it's a serious question. If all of a sudden they say, "Oh, Colorado has had more snow this year than they've ever had before," that's climate change. I'd go. Well, you have a thousand cloud seeding machines out there that make it snow. How do I know you just didn't turn the frickin' machines on and then tell me that it was climate
0: change that made it happen? Right. Well, in the the recent rains in California, I read, you know, in what, in a weekend, they wiped out the extreme drought uh, uh, situation. (laughs) So much rain.
1: It's unbelievable. But so do they do so much tampering. Like, you can't trust anything. Like, between the lies and then the actual tampering they're doing, how yeah. do you know
0: what's real? Yep. Scroll. Uh, you might not have it. So, page 68, They go. On, the author goes on to say, uh, uh, this is the authors for the IPCC. Despite the diagnosed extreme precipitation-based signal... <laughs> and its possible link to climate the changes in flood patterns, no gauge-based evidence had been found for a climate-driven, globally widespread spread change in the magnitude frequency of floods during the last decades. The authors concluded their analysis with a plea to focus attention on more important issues than establishing a linkage between greenhouse gases and flood, gases and flood trends. Quote, there is such a furor in co- of common concern about the linkage between greenhouse forcing and floods that it causes society to lose focus on the things we already know for certain about floods and how to mitigate and adapt to them. Blaming climate change for flood losses uh, makes flood losses a global issue that appears to be out of control of regional and national institutions. The scientific community needs to emphasize that the problem of flood losses is mostly about what we do on, to the landscape and th- and that will be the case for decades to come. <laughs> in other words, yeah, in other words you don't have the cover crops on farms so the soil erodes and yeah, you know, there you go. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right, now we're going to get into tornadoes, piano number 3. Uh figure 4.6 normalized US tornado damage 1950 to 2017. Uh, folks, there's no trend there. There's three or four outlier years where they had a lot of them, uh, a lot of damage. But other than that, pretty normal to trending down. So we read the figure above shows an estimate of how much tornado damage would occur in the United States if each year's tornadoes occurred with the levels of population and development of 2017. The worst year for damage was 1953. But 1965 and 2011 are, are not far behind. In terms of loss of life, 2011 with 560 deaths saw the most casualties since 1925 when 794 people died. Overall, however, however, the United States has seen a long-term decrease in both property damage and loss of life related to tornadoes. Again, what happens in the summer when a tornado rips through Oklahoma? What's all over the media and the news? climate
1: change (laughs) yeah i was there uh in tennessee actually i think right before covid land kicked off they had one come through that uh messed up some buildings everyone was out there helping fix the damage and Mm -hmm. then covid land happened and everyone went back inside and hunkered down and they forgot to help the people (laughs) but i remember them talking about climate
0: change all over the news that's what it was yep So the the author here in the book writes that the average annual losses for the entire 68-year period (laughs) across the United States for tornadoes um, was $5.8 billion in 2017 dollars. However, the first 34 years, so the first half of that 68-year period of the data set, the annual average was $7.6 billion. Since 1983, a period of 34 years, Uh, the annual average has only been $3.9 a drop of almost 50%. The IPCC explains that the quality of the data makes any conclusions about long-term trends problematic. Quote, there is a low confidence in observed trends in small spatial-scale phenomena such as tornadoes and hail. In our analysis, we concluded that the data are suggestive of an actual decline in tornado incidents. (laughs) Boom. All right, piano number three, done. Now, drought. You ready for the next one? As with tropical cyclones, floods, and tornadoes, there is little evidence to support claims that drought has increased globally on climate timescales. The IPCC concluded, quote, there is a medium confidence that since the 1950s, some regions of the world have experienced a trend to more intense and longer droughts, in particular in Southern Europe and West Africa. But in some regions, droughts have become less frequent, less intense, or shorter, for example, in Central North America and Northwestern Australia. For the United States, the 2014 National Climate Assessment concluded, quote, there has been no universal trend in the overall extent of drought across the continental United States since 1900, end quote. The IPC summarized its findings on drought, uh, reaching a conclusion of low confidence. Quote, there's not enough evidence to support medium or high confidence of attribution of increasing trends in human-caused forcings as a result of observational uncertainties and variable results from region to region, combined with difficulties described above in distinguishing decadal scale variability in drought from long-term climate change, we conclude consistent with the SREX that there is low confidence in detection and attribution of changes in drought over global land areas since the mid-20th century. In addition, the IPCC also concluded that recent drought uh, in the Western United States that was highlighted by the U.S. uh, NCA, which is that uh, National Climate Assessment, Mm -hmm. could not be attributed to human-caused climate change. (laughs) Quote from the IPCC, recent long-term droughts in Western North America cannot definitively be shown to lie outside the very large envelope of natural precipitation variability in this region. Particularly given new evidence of the history of high-magnitude natural drought and pluvial episodes suggested by paleoclimatic reconstructions. There is little evidence provided by the IPCC to support claims that drought has become more frequent globally on on climate timescales. Furthermore, there is also little evidence in support of claims of attribution of causes for trends in regional drought. In other words, folks, from a scientist that believes in climate change and the IPCC, None of these events are caused by human caused climate change.
1: Now, let me ask you: uh, since you read this and you, because you brought that up a couple times, just so it's not confusing for the audience, he believes in climate change. Yeah, he does not believe totally. in human caused climate change.
0: No, he believes in human caused climate change. He does not believe that he that the increases in like dollar amounts for damages is okay. caused by human-caused climate change. That's the only thing he doesn't believe. He believes okay. everything else.
1: But he but he believes there's an increase. In, well, he doesn't believe there's an increase in hurricanes and all these things because of human-caused climate change, correct? Or he does? He does. But the, yeah. he's writing in the book, the data says it doesn't.